0: Hey church family, welcome back. So on Sunday we talked about the forgiveness of his sins and that's that's been our topic for the week. Well today I want to specifically talk about a theological term that is right at the heart of our understanding of, of the forgiveness of our sins. And the term that we want to talk about today is the term justification or justified. There are places in the Bible where where we are taught that we are justified or God justifies us or, very similar in root, the Greek word for this, makes us righteous. And so I want to talk about how it is that God justifies us or how it is that God makes us righteous. Um, I want to start with just, I guess, a, a quick intro to this word that's unusual for some of us. The word justify in its core, it has sort of this legal component to it. It basically means to declare somebody innocent of their sins. So they're not guilty and they have the rights and privileges that are afforded to a person who is innocent. Uh, There's there's a covenantal sense to righteousness in the Bible. In other words, the people of God are are in a right relationship with God as they're righteous. And so um, there's this aspect of being forgiven that allows us to walk with God. All right. So the the basic root meaning of the term is that we're given innocence. God declares us innocence, and not only not only does God declare us innocent, but we'll you know go one step further while we're while we're laying out the meaning of the word. We believe that not only does God acquit us of sin, but when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and declare him as our Lord, when he takes our place, not only does he pay for our sins and are we therefore justified, but we really are made righteous, justified, in that the righteousness of Jesus Christ is credited to us. Like his righteous deeds are accounted to us, so that's that's pretty amazing reversal. But I want to walk through um, the idea just a little bit, and I want to walk through a biblical text that I love. So while you're listening to today's podcast, uh, I want you to recognize that if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you declared Christ as your Lord, then you have been justified. That is, you've been made righteous. You've been declared innocent. Okay, so the big background uh, on a cosmic scale for the word justified, for the idea that you are innocent is this true idea that we have taught from the Old Testament days, all through the prophets, through the ministry of Jesus, throughout the page of the New Testament. We have consistently been taught uh, that there is a day of God's ultimate judgment. It's sort of framed up in legal terms. Now, I'm not saying that understanding God as a cosmic judge is the only way to understand God, but it is certainly an accurate shade that we need to consider. Yes, He absolutely is loving Father. He is creator God. But there's also this role uh, where where God through Jesus Christ is is our judge. All right, so knowing that a judgment day is coming... We want to be acquitted of our sins. Like we want to be found innocent and not guilty. Not only that, but we also want to be able to walk throughout the time of our life in a right relationship with God. We don't want to be found guilty in the eyes of God who is always with us and eternally watching us. We want to be able to have relationship with God. And so here's where we find the power of this theological term justification. All right. I want to read Romans chapter 3, uh, verse 20 and following. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible uh, to describe the way that God has forgiven us of our sins. So as I read to you, I want you to imagine all of your sins, the ones you're bitterly ashamed of, the ones that you committed yesterday afternoon, all of them. And I want you to appreciate how in the gospel of Jesus, how and why You've been forgiven of those. And I want you to allow that, that forgiveness that God gave you to compel you to love him and worship well. So let's read Romans chapter 3, verse 20 and following. Paul wrote this. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous. Remember the similar root to justified. No one will be declared righteous in God's sight By works of the law. In other words, you're not going to be able to do enough good works uh, to be righteous, to be right with God, to be just in the eyes of God. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Okay, so a dead end. A very frustrating dead end for us is if we spend the rest of our life trying to be made innocent or righteous in God's eyes just by working harder or doing more good deeds. Good deeds are a natural outpouring of the Christian life. They're a blessing and a benefit to us and all creation. They're a normal part of following Jesus, but they are not the root of our forgiveness. They're not where our salvation comes from. They're not where the forgiveness of sins comes from. So here's the solution, verse 21 and following. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference, Jew or Gentile. So the first thing Paul wants to present to us is that you know, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, now, in Paul's day righteousness from God has been delivered. It's been given to you. It's been revealed to you. And it was not through the law. Jews and Gentiles have equal access because it is a gift. God actually wants to give righteousness. Like he wants to give innocence. We're determined that we've got to earn it and God is trying to give it. That's the core of the gospel is that a gracious and benevolent God has given us innocence through Jesus Christ. And it's our place to submit to the lordship of Christ and receive it. Okay, so I want to keep reading for you. Verse, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, so who needs to be justified by God? All of us. From the pastor all the way down. All of us have sinned. Jews have sinned. Gentiles have sinned. Everybody's sinned. Verse 24. And all are justified, that is, made innocent or made righteous, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Three quick things. The justification, that is the innocence that we have been given by God, first of all, it was freely given to us through God's gift of grace, and it came by the redemption that Jesus afforded. In other words, the death of Christ on the cross to pay for our sins, the resurrection of Christ from the tomb to give us life eternally, like that was the necessary means of giving us justification. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in a second, but let me let me read verse 25. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left sins committed beforehand unpunishment. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. All right, a few things I want to point out to our church family. First of all, Christ was the sacrifice of atonement. In other words, for God to be just, that is for God to be a good judge, for God to be innocent, for God to be the standard of righteousness, uh, it's necessary that he be just and he not just give innocence to Unpardonable sinners. Somebody's got to pay for the offense of sin. This is the most wild idea, and it's the powerful core of the Christian gospel. So, God chose in the person of Christ to atone for sins through his own punishment. Like, because Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins, my sins were punished because Jesus chose to represent me. So the the remarkable thing is that you know sins aren't just forgiven. It's not as if God as a judge on the bench said that sins no longer are punishable offenses. Rather, it's that God himself chose to be our substitute and take our place to take our punishment. So Christ was the sacrifice who stood in your place, who represented you. And that is how... God can give you forgiveness and grant you innocence. And so the fact that you walk today in the sight of God as an innocent son or daughter of the king, like forgiven, that your guilt and the, your shame has been covered and can be gone, the fact that that's true depends on the sacrifice of Jesus. And I just want us to appreciate it. Through the shedding of his blood, to be received by faith. So we receive this gift of God's justification by putting our faith in Christ, not by anything that we did. All right, the Bible says, that he did it to demonstrate his righteousness. In other words, the primary thing here is that as God made us righteous, he did it in a way that demonstrates his own righteousness so that he can be just and the one who justifies. In other words, there is absolutely um, no fallibility in the judge. God was a good and fair judge. All sins were punished. But he also is the one who justifies, who makes us innocent. Because he took the punishment and now he can freely give us innocence. So one of the things that I want to wrap up with is there is this sense of covenant um, in the word justified or justification. The point being that the end goal is not just that you would be forgiven and you could run around innocent. Rather, it's more than that. To be guilty in our courts or any court, means that once you're found guilty of your sins, you have to pay for them, and part of the payment of your sins is separation from your family and from community. All right, well... In God's covenant, the goal is that you're made innocent so that you can become part of His covenant people. You're made innocent so that you can draw near to Him. You're made innocent so that you can be adopted into His family. All right, so for me, the term justification is so beautiful, powerful, and heavy because not only are you declared innocent, but you're immediately adopted into the family of God. And in legal terms, that blows our mind, that a judge at the same time would declare you innocent and then immediately adopt you and become your father. But that is the power of the Christian gospel. And when we say that our sins are forgiven, you know, we, we throw the language around um, because we're so accustomed to it. But I want you today to feel the weight of that language, that you have been forgiven of your sins because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And now it's our our privilege and our obligation as a church to be a good steward of that gospel. It's our responsibility to share that truth with the world around us so that others can know that you are made right in God's sight. You're declared innocent, and you're adopted, and your sins are forgiven, not because of your hard work and good deeds, but because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and because of the grace of our God who longs to give that to you. There's no reason for us to refuse to submit to God. There's no reason for us to live in rebellion to God. Like, let's bend our need to the Lord, let's confess Christ as our King, and let's receive the salvation, the justification, the innocence that God wants to give us. Thanks, church family. Let's be good stewards of the gospel.